Welcome to Conquering Our Unseen Enemies. In this podcast, we help believers develop spiritual discernment. I am your host, Don Simmons, author, speaker, and YouTube host of Life Journey with Don Simmons. My purpose here is to explain Satan's strategies and how his kingdom functions to better equip you in reducing conflict, chaos, and ultimately eliminate Satan's influence in your life. These are life-changing conversations. We'll get started with this week's message in just a few moments. But first I want to ask you, would you like to know more about biblical history or historic and biblical places? Visit my YouTube channel, Life Journey with Don Simmons, to watch and learn about travels in historic areas discussed in the Bible. Come with us as we explore ancient places and share cultural background and influences on early Christianity. We will take you places where Paul wrote and shared the gospel. That's Life Journey with Don Simmons on YouTube. Welcome back. I am your host, Don Simmons. And in this episode of Conquering Our Unseen Enemies, we are going to be discussing the concept of God's will or his plan in our lives. It has so many meanings and interpretations, and we want to break down the concept so we can say God's plan. You know, when we say that, what we're saying are words that depict a life in alignment with what the Lord is wanting to actually do in our lives. So first and foremost, we know salvation is part of God's plan for all of us. We have a choice in that, but salvation is a given in his plan. So that's not part of our discussion here. Living a Christ-like life is also what he desires. We all pretty much know what, you know, that is, and that, that, that's not part of our discussion here either. We know that's what we want to be doing, living Christ-like. What we are going to discuss is how we need to address that God does have a plan for our life and what our role is in that plan. Too many people say they want God's plan, but they aren't willing or understand that There are two parts to God's plan. There is God's part, which he's willing and able to do. And there's our part, which takes time and focused energy on our part. We have to move past our unwillingness and lack of understanding and really dig into what it means to know God's plan, to live in God's plan, to be a part of God's plan plan. If I asked you, what is God's plan in your life? What would you say? Generally, there are two types of answers in response to that. Vague and even vaguer. I don't know if that is actually correct grammar, but that's okay because a vaguer answer isn't a correct response either. So they go together. Now, only a handful of people have a specific answer. 
of those folks who have a specific answer. Most of them are actually living out God's plan in their life or putting effort toward God's plan in their life. Sometimes there's preparation that is required in what God wants us to have in our lives and how we live out our lives for him. The reason why I want to address this topic is because the Lord keeps showing me people who mean well in saying things like, it's God's will, and resigning themselves to whatever happens without ever being a part of partnering with God for an outcome. That's a bit like saying, I want to be a best-selling author, but you aren't willing to write a book or... I really want that promotion at work, but you do nothing to meet the requirements that the promotion requires. Or what about, I want to be an Olympic athlete, but you don't even play a sport. It doesn't make sense. If we want to live our lives in God's plan or his will for our lives, we certainly need to know what that is, and that requires effort on our part. I think there's a misconception on who God is and what he actually does in our lives. He gets blamed for a lot of things he had nothing to do with. There are a lot of angry people out there for what they perceive as being wronged by God for one reason or another. And we have to be better than that. That is not to discount whatever event occurred that led to the pain, that led to the anger. God can withstand those moments of our lives, but we cannot stay there. We have to rise above all of our obstacles and take the time to first know who God is or how will we ever be able to understand his plan or his will. I was watching a show last night, and in it there was an ex-convict named Duan. Hopefully I pronounce it correctly. He's from Louisiana, and he said his mother, or maybe it was his grandmother, but I think it was his mother, always told him when he was younger, if you're going to pray about it, don't worry. If you're going to worry about it, don't pray. Now, those are some words that really tell you who this woman was. She knew who God was in her life. Such a simple phrase and so, so true. She saw the partnership between herself and God. She knew her part and she knew his part. You can't be double-minded about a partnership with God. So how do we get to the point where we know God's plan for us? Well, first we have to know God. And the only way to know God is to know his word. You have to be reading the Bible consistently. And what you don't understand, ask him to explain it to you. He will talk to you. Anyone who says otherwise doesn't know him. So ignore those people. John tells us this in John 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. 
Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Jesus tells us in John fourteen six. Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Jesus later tells us in John fifteen twenty six, When the Advocate comes, the Holy Spirit, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who goes out from the Father, he will testify about me. Again, the Holy Spirit. And you must also testify, for you have been with me from the beginning. So we have now identified the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit and have an understanding that they are one. That is what this episode is established upon so that we're all clear about which God we're discussing, the one true God. There are no other gods. This is not about religion. It's about our relationship with I am, as he calls himself in Exodus 3.14. To know his plan or will, and I'm using those terms interchangeably for our discussion, requires we know him. We develop that relationship through prayer and reading his word. Secondly, we can't know a plan unless we can hear him speaking to us. Too many people rely on signs. A leaf fell from a tree. That's a sign I'm supposed to do whatever. No, that's not a sign. We can't live by random acts and plan our life by random signs. That is not how God works. He establishes clear communication. Most people don't recognize it or they doubt it. Being in a relationship requires two-way communication. Can you imagine being in a marriage or raising a child without two-way communication? How much of our time would be spent cleaning up after our miscommunications? He is not up there ignoring us. He has a response. We need to understand him to understand his response. If you want to know more about how to develop that, email me and let's talk about the process I teach called SALO that very definitively teaches you how to hear what God has to say to you. Now, third, our third point here, we have to start taking part in kingdom matters. What does that mean? Well, we can't be complacent and throw our hands up in the air and say, whatever happens is God's will or some equally weak response that removes your ability to speak into the outcome. Now, I know I sound a little harsh this week, and I know you can hear my bird in the background. Um, He's agreeing with me. That's what's going on there. But it's because I know that if we want to be in God's will or know his plan, there he goes again. He's he's saying amen. (laughs) And see his will manifest in our lives, then we need... We must pray into his word to allow him to make changes, bring healings, 
get that promotion, help you with your finance, whatever it is you need in your life that's going to get you on the direction that he's trying to go for that plan to be realized in your life. So if we're going to live out his plan in our lives, then we have to start by praying in partnership with his kingdom on all matters using his word. If you aren't even willing to do that, how can you expect a grand outcome when you aren't willing to put in any effort to align what you need and what he needs from you with what he tells us in his word? We're told to ask, seek, and knock in Matthew 7. All of those activities require effort on our part. He expects effort and we should be putting forth that effort in everything we are doing with him, not abandoning anything in our lives to God's will, I'm using air quotes, without any effort in understanding it. We cannot prevail with that mentality. And that is why the enemy eats up believers every day in their turmoil. We have to partner with God, not abandon our needs. What I'm not talking about is submission. That is very different. And that is the highest form obedience to him. Submission is not abandoned. Submission is a transfer of ownership or rights. When we submit our will, our decision, our outcome to him, that pleases him and allows him to move on our behalf. We still have responsibility in that submission. We still want to pray. I gave my kids to God. I said, when they were children, they're yours, but I still pray for them. And they're all in their 20s. What I don't do is worry over them because I can't worry over something I have submitted to God or then I'm being double-minded. So even if I find out after the fact something that's gone on in their, in their lives where they may have been in danger, I'm not worried. I don't like it. That's, there's nothing wrong with not liking something. But you can't worry because if you're putting something in God's hands, then however he handles it, you just have to trust him. Let me give you another example. So last night I I teach a class. It was during my class. It's a class on how to hear God's voice. So someone in the class received a text about a woman that we all know and who's in the hospital. And there's a risk of her baby being born premature. So we started praying and submitting the situation to the Lord. And in doing so, we started quoting scripture specific to what we were asking. Scriptures that align with the Lord's plan over all of our lives and how we should live in him. So although we submitted it all to him, we gave our prayer power. We gave our prayer legs to move forward in the spirit realm so that his will could be done over this baby's life and over the life of the mother. I would much rather have a prayer like that over me if I were that mom than a prayer where someone just says, it's God's will. Amen. We need to understand his will, which we find in the word and use his will found in his word to move prayer into action in partnership with him. 
I want to say that again because that was a lot. We need to understand his will, which we find in the word. So when we read the Bible and use his will found in his word to move our prayer into action in partnership with him. There are so many serious issues that are prayed over every second of the day. And if we just took the time to understand his will by understanding who he is, we could see outcomes that would come straight down from heaven and be able to see more heaven on earth the way it should be. Don't abandon your prayers. Give them life through his word. Move mountains. Tear down strongholds. Build up others around you with your prayers. See miracles happen. Use the word, it's God's will, with authority because we have that authority. Don't abandon the gift he gave us with his life and have prayers that can't move for the kingdom. And I want to say, if you're growing through this podcast, consider supporting us as we continue to build the kingdom of God. You can support us for as little as $3 a month. And I'll tell you how. The website is www.buzzsprout, that's B-U-Z-Z-S-P-R-O-U-T dot com. And this is, this is the important part, backslash, this is my number, one nine nine five 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 eight backslash support that will help keep this podcast going and it really shows that I'm really helping develop people out there it gives it gives me more hope and encouragement and it's going to help build you the more we can keep going with this the more you're going to build yourself in Christ. I hope this time uh, inspires you to want to learn to grow in your relationship with the Lord and build your prayer life to partner with Him. We want to grow in Him and learn how to work with Him to build the kingdom and conquer our unseen enemies. The more we grow, the more our life will change And you can help change the lives of anyone around you who is willing. If you know anyone who might benefit from this, please share. And please give us a review. That would be nice too. Um, As always, let's discuss our top show points. We were discussing the concept of God's will in our lives. There's a misconception of who God is and what he actually does in our lives. We talked about how do we get to that next point where we know God's plan for us. Well, first, we have to know God. And the only way to know God is to know His Word. Secondly, scriptures, we we discussed that established who He is, is John 1, John 14, 6, John 15, 26, and Exodus 3, 14. You know, the next is we can't know a plan unless we can hear him speaking to us. We need that two-way communication. 
Third, we have to start taking part in kingdom matters. We have to start by praying in partnership with his kingdom on all matters using his word. Now, in Matthew 7, we are told to ask, seek, and knock. And all of those activities require effort on our part. And that's what he expects from us. He expects us to work with him. Don't abandon your prayers. Give them life through his word. Move those mountains. Tear down strongholds. Build up others. See miracles performed when you speak with your prayers. I gave you the story of the pregnant woman and how we prayed over her and the baby that's at risk for being born premature using the authority we have for God's will to happen. And lastly, we talked about submission, which is not abandoned. Submission to God is a transfer of ownership or rights. And when we submit our will or our decisions or the outcome of whatever it is that we need to him that pleases him and allows him to move on our behalf. So we, we still have that responsibility, even when we submit to him to continue to pray over things. And that is what concerns me is that we're not doing that as a church body. And we want to change that, you know, help people. Take what we all these things that we talk about and help the people around you to grow and build and learn how to pray with power. So as always, we encourage you to have an active Bible reading plan. It will be helpful in gaining wisdom and understanding. And it is required for the gift of spiritual discernment. And when you have spiritual discernment, you can that two-way communication is that much easier. So ask for that in your prayer. If you want to learn more about how to hear God's voice, visit our website, Loving Conversations, Salo, that's S-A-L-O dot com. Um, On there, you can take a look at my book, Loving Conversations, How to Pray and Hear God's Voice. And it has helped so many people in their relationship with the Lord. And if you don't want to take my word for it, check out the testimonials. There's testimonials for the book. And then there's testimonials from people who've taken the class and you can see how it's changed their life and it's elevated them very, very quickly in their relationship and what they're able to do and, and hear from and discern with the Lord. There's a companion study guide for that book. And then there's two devotionals that are based on, on the Loving Conversations book as well. And all of that's available on the website, which again is Loving Conversations. Salo, S-A-L-O dot com. And finally, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Conquering Our Unseen Enemies. Uh, I put a lot of uh, quotes and things on there that are really good reminders to have and keep you focused and keep the enemy from being able to have any effect or influence on your life. We're building ourselves up here. And I have enjoyed our time this week. And I look forward to spending time with you again next week. That is all we have for this week's episode of Conquering Our Unseen Enemies. I hope you enjoyed your time with me. And I would kindly ask you to rate our show 
and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Conquering Our Unseen Enemies. Now, if you have a story or a question you want to share, please email me at contact at conqueringourunseenenemies.com. We do not need to use your name. And finally, please share this podcast with anyone you think might need it and enjoy it. So until next time, remember, the enemy came to steal, kill, and destroy. But we can give him an eviction notice.